The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hey, this is the King of Bros, and you're listening to the Rough House Podcast. They're a couple of pussies, but they're not that bad. The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet-purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast, courtesy of the Realm Network, here at the Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling. And Hispanic people, too. And all people. Hi, everybody. Hello and welcome. Good morrow. Good day. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. Good <laughs> All luck. right. Great show. Goodbye, everybody. See you later. <laughs> Cue the glorious. Let's do this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thanks for coming. Yeah. If we if we uploaded an episode that was literally just hi, hello, and then the out, would anyone A, notice, B, care? That's the question I asked. The answer would be no to both. Yes. Uh, the quarantine Speaking house, into a void. Yeah. The quarantine house continues on. I'm Marty. Uh, and I'm Christoph, and I think we're just doing this out of our own uh, sanity needs. Yes. Uh, yeah. At this point, it's a sense of normalcy. Exactly. For the two of us, uh, for you know, to get up on Sunday morning, uh, you know, for me to fight off a hangover and make an egg sandwich and a cup of coffee and sit here and talk about wrestling for a couple hours. Yeah. So, I'm not sure your exact uh, routine there, Marty, but uh, that's kind of what it is for me. I, I, well, my my pre-quarantine routine has been blasted away. It would always be a yeah. Sunday morning of getting up and running errands and, and whatnot. Uh, not so much anymore. So, I, I still get up early because my goddamn cats won't leave me alone. Um, and then I usually bullshit on the internet and, uh, do, uh, prep for the show. Cause yes, folks, I prep. He I, does. Uh, yeah. He, we have a shared note that he, I had forgotten about for like a couple months. Stuff, like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, sorry, but I no, appreciate okay. it. Yeah. yeah. You know. No, I, I, I try to collect all the stories of the week and everything. Not that we cover, not third. even half shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just that idea of if we need to fill time, we've got it. Uh, and then also, I just was reading back over my stuff for Rough House Divided, which we uh, to pull the curtain back. Oh, yes. We record after the main Correct. show. So yeah, looking uh, for that. Oh, that's going to be. Uh, a, a, I'm actually more looking forward to that than talking yes. about wrestling right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I have. Should we just should we just lateral make a move into being a movie podcast? Uh, a movie and Simpsons related podcast. Yes, with, with occasional yes. pro wrestling references. Which let's be honest, 
the show just has gradually turned into anyway. <laughs> That's pretty, yeah. Yes. Those are the things that bring me joy these days. Not yeah. so much the ProRes. Um, sorry, Xavier's doing something weird. <laughs> uh, but, you know. That's it's it's fine. What else? There's not a lot of wrestling to watch now, at least new good stuff. Yeah, there, and... there's not a lot that you need to dedicate your life to. Uh, yes, there is still a Raw, a SmackDown, an NXT, a 205 Live. There was a pay-per-view on Sunday. There is AEW. Um, Impact still is a thing. Ring of Honor's been doing best of, which okay. honestly, I will say, if you have not seen old Ring of Honor matches... They've been going into the archive and throwing old shit on. I Smart. I haven't watched it, but you know I've right. seen in my my uh, cable listings because I have cable for as long as this two year agreement rides out. Um, <laughs> where you know it, it, I think they were showing the the um, Brian Danielson Jamie Noble world title change uh, okay. weeks ago. So like they're they're digging back into like my prime era of of watching. Right. So um, you know there's there's some interesting stuff out there, but. Uh, when you talk about um, momentous things occurring on these shows, they're few and far between until real life intervenes, and that's what this week was, because Look at this uh, guy. yeah, because Look we had this guy. we had a we had a pay per view that ended with some interesting winners of the dual money in the bank match, and then uh, real life uh, took some turns both. On Monday night, and also late last night, there was a, mm-hmm. kind of a surprise. We'll dig into all of it. So let's talk first about Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank, uh, unsurprisingly, kind of uh, a show that you really didn't need to see. Um, the only things that really stood out were the uh, Seth Rollins-Drew McIntyre match, which uh, a lot of people were very into. I'll just be honest, I have a very hard time watching professional wrestling without any crowd interaction. Yeah. Um, the, the AEW style of having half a dozen people on each side of the ring is infinitely better to the WWE style of literally wrestling in a void. I thought both guys worked hard. I thought, you know, if it were in front of a crowd, it would have been amazing. But it was what it was. And then we had uh, WWE. Was it clean? Did, uh, did Drew hit the Claymore and get the clean yes, pin there? Yes, very okay. clean. Seemed to hint toward a Seth Rollins face turn, which got very much blown out the water on Monday. Um, but uh, it, it was one of those mutual respect moments where I said to myself, hey, maybe they're they're going to finally pull up on the Monday Night Messiah thing, even though they gave him a really shitty new theme. Yeah, I do not like it. It's not good. It's not good. No. I mean, I, I can't say the burn it down still fit the new gimmick, right? Um, but at least it was a banger and it was recognizable. Yes. Um, I know you lose the crowd doing the burn it down bit right now, which is the bummer. Yeah. But everything right now is a bummer. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> this is this is 2020. These are our lives. Yes. Uh, but the main event was the men's and women's money in the bank ladder matches occurring at the same time, which. Uh, for the high bar that was um, both the the graveyard, I'm sorry, the boneyard match, and the the bone zone match, yeah, the bone zone match, and the Firefly Funhouse, John Cena, uh, Bray Wyatt indie film, uh, <laughs> and then the, the very very low bottom that was the one final beat, uh, Gargano Champa. Uh, 
homoerotic art film. Uh, yeah. This probably hit the middle in that there were some moments that worked. There were some moments that were fucking terrible. There were moments that uh, I think could have been memorable in a ridiculous way if they did not immediately vacate them the night following. Um, Are you talking about the double murders? Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, some of the highlights, uh, AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan were fighting on one of the floors and they fought, uh, fought into Vince McMahon's office. Uh, right. And when they went into Vince McMahon's office, Vinnie Mac was none too pleased that they were fighting in his office. So they stopped, they put all the chairs back and politely left. I thought it was a, a bit of humor that worked. Unlike say the weird resurgence of um, brother love, uh, uh, brother love and Johnny Ace. Johnny Ace has not been a character on television of note in easily nine years. And he just Yeah, but I'll always pop for Johnny Ace and people power. <laughs> I I just was like, really? Like I don't know. The, the, work with what you're given. Those people were around. I, I, I recognize that also Paul Heyman was in catering, and I don't understand that because Brock Lesnar is not around, so there's no reason. Because he's fat. Yeah, but there's no reason for Paul Heyman to even be involved in the WWE machine right now. Storyline-wise. Storyline-wise. I recognize he's running the creative Raw right now, but it it just was kind of weird. But yeah, uh, Johnny Ace, I I think this really kind of harkens to one of my problems that I've harped on a lot here uh, about the WWE is they can't decide how long our memory is supposed to be. So whenever they need it to be. Yeah. Like Johnny Ace, again, has not really been a character of note in easily 11 years. And, and not 11 years, sorry, since 2011. So nine years. And at the same time, it's like, oh, here he is. People power. Like, I fucking, why? Like, I, I, I don't get it. Brother Love hasn't been on television in 15 plus years. And by the way, Pritchard does not really look much like Brother Love anymore. That, that, that. Yeah. They did not do the best job. The worst appearance, though, was what they tried to pass off as doink. Like that was. I didn't even see that bit. That was that was sub random shindy saying they have doink doink. Like that was real bad. Um, and also bad was uh, surprise surprise. Uh, Stephanie McMahon showed up on a video call in the Money in the Bank conference room, as they're trying to say that the different conference rooms and WWE offices are named after pay-per-views, to basically sure. just yell at the um, women's roster. Hey, uh, hey, Ted, are you going to that uh, that meeting at 2 p.m. in the Taboo Tuesday conference room? <laughs> no? You're, you're skipping that one? Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll see you at 3 p.m. in the Backlash room. Hey, it's cool. Not- I, I I just had a really tasteless joke come to mind. <laughs> Please, you can't do that. Then not uh, say it. All right, fine, fine. Hey, hey, Bill, Bill, uh, can we can we get set up in the over the edge conference room? No, no, that one's been shut down for repairs for quite some time. <laughs> can, we, can we get a safety check on the projector in the over the edge over the conference room? Conference room? <laughs> no, you, don't oh, want, you don't want to go in there, Bill. That's, uh, that's terrible. So I have questions. Yes, please. About the office of one Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yes. So the T-Rex skull, I get. Mm-hmm. That, that as of all the things that make sense in what happened, that, I mean, Alpha number one, he named his company Alpha Entertainment. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Vince McMahon. That I get. Yes. So <clears throat> his, his desk... Was facing a wall. Uh huh. 
was he was writing on a yellow legal pad. Yes. Because was there a computer at all? I, I think there was. You're, you're, okay. you're asking me to remember things after uh, a week. so It's just the, the, the layout of his office and the way he was working. Like, I get I, – I, and I don't know if this is just for comedic slash dramatic effect to have him yeah. turn around yeah. for the slow Blowfield-like reveal or whatever. Yeah. Um, he was wearing jeans mm-hmm. for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks – like a fucking melted prune. Yeah, he looks like uh, hell. <laughs> and the 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 there was like a mini conference table with like fun, I, I don't know the layout of his office. Very was the one odd. Thing that stood out to me. Very odd. And it's also not a hundred percent how I remember remember it from beyond the mat. The T Rex skull was definitely there when he was getting draws to puke on command, but I don't recall the. Um, been too long since i've seen that yeah uh it's, it's on netflix right now yeah so if you want to if you want to go back to the halcyon days of 1998 just uh. hop in your time machine and, and enjoy the past of professional wrestling um and its darkest okay. sides um <laughs> so yeah that 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 was definitely weird um but yes uh baron corbin shoot murdered two people complete with yeah. comical splat noises so uh stop Yes. There were splat noises? There were splat noises. Uh, and oh, like like cartoon splat, like the ricochet pew 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 cartoon yes. sound effects. Yes, it was it was oh. absolutely ridiculous. God, you know that pop in so hard. Oh, Let's throw a fucking hard. splat sound effect in there. Yes. Yeah. Like Wiley Coyote. Yes. You you know he was uh absolutely losing his shit in the oh. the best and worst of ways. And he wasn't um, watching the show. Like, okay, back to Vince. So yeah. they come in in his office. There's, <laughs> there's a pay-per-view happening, and he's working in his office alone, not paying attention to the product of which he, they were producing at the time. Yeah, why would he do that? Why would he watch the show, Paul? Why would he watch the show? Why would anybody watch the fucking show at this yeah. point? Yeah, I know. Ridiculous. Um, Yeah, very dumb, very silly. Okay. But uh, – and Dana Brooke uh, slipped on a slipped on a wet surface, and then yes. got a got a uh, a picture hit over her head yes. in another cartoon. Yeah. Da- Dana, this was like Dana Brooke produced got by murdered Acme. a lot. Uh, that that's, that was that's what this match was. The WWE Money in the Bank at uh, WWE headquarters brought to you by Acme Products. Yeah, like that's it, it was very cartoony, and I think the thing that was frustrating was um, it never completely gave in to the ridiculousness. Like, I, I feel like uh, the – and I recognize might be apples and oranges a little bit, but that Street Fight main event two weeks ago on Dynamite was a perfect example of just going over the top and comedic in this massive brawl. The yeah, Money in the Bank committed. ladder match, which I recognize was shot weeks ago, yeah, did not have that same level of ridiculous joy, which I feel like it could have had. I, I feel like that that they had all of the uh, raw materials to make something v- memorable, and and the SmackDown materials. Yes, yes, the raw and the SmackDown <laughs> materials. Very nice. Really, the only things that are going to be remembered from this are the fallout from the women's side, which we'll talk about in just a moment. Yeah, and the fact that Otis somehow won, and not only did Otis win, he won. Because AJ Styles accidentally dropped a briefcase and Otis caught it. Yeah. So didn't they also allude to some uh, PTSD of uh, of AJ Styles when he yes. like came across an Undertaker 
stand up or poster or something. Yes. In the yes. hallway. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. If Kamala if could have been it. Yeah, if Kamala could have been scared of of caskets, what the hell? Let's make right. AJ Styles scared of the Undertaker. Um even though I'm sure they're probably best friends in real life. Yeah, I'm sure they certainly have had some fine political debates. I know they donate to the same terrible causes. <laughs> AJ Styles is a big Chick-fil-A fan. I mean, granted, so am I. So I, I, I do not have a That's moral, the Lord's chicken. I, I do not have a moral high ground to stand on because those waffle fries are fucking delicious. But uh, Chick-fil-A sauce, my friend. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Yes. I'm drinking uh, straight Chick-fil-A sauce, by the way. Yeah, of course. Of course. The the combination of, for a hangover. of barbecue sauce and honey mustard is everything you need. Um, but yeah, I, I, Otis is such a weird pick. I don't, I don't get it. And the thing also that frustrated me a little bit was the whole story of the match was Otis can't climb a ladder because a ladder breaks every time he tries to climb it because he's so big and meaty. Because he's fat. Yeah. I, I prefer to say he's meaty. Uh and then, and then after Otis wins, he climbs up on a ladder and holds up the briefcase. <laughs> oh, <fuck>. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> for those of us listening to the audio, I just smacked my elbow on my desk. <laughs> it was I pretty get. hysterical. Like, um, yeah. I did that in the bathroom before we started recording. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, maybe he reinforced it in the time that they were shooting uh, something else around the building. I don't fucking I, know. I don't I know. Mean, I don't know. I, I, look, I, again, Otis is clearly a Vince McMahon um, trigger pull. Yes. Yeah. This this is everything Vince McMahon wants. He's big. He's beefy. He's also fat and comical. Yeah. Funny fat guys. Yeah. You know. he, he is. He is the Venn diagram of everything Vince McMahon finds entertaining. Yeah. He's the pro wrestling Chris Farley. Exactly. And not well, so much the Dusty Rhodes wrestling ink, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I have, <laughs> yes, they're both heavy set dudes, but no. Uh, <laughs> I will say I do think kind of like the um oh god, what was his name? Guy without a chin. Jim Belushi. No, no. What? Guy without a chin. Uh without uh, a chin. A local wrestler who had a cup of coffee on SmackDown until he tried to uh, uh Ellsworth. Yes. Yes, James Ellsworth had that whole feel of like, oh, here's a guy who shouldn't be a title contender, but like, it was interesting to see him try and get close. Yeah. Otis could have been could be used in the same way, but actually making him the Money in the Bank briefcase holder, little weird. Now they're saying that he's they're thinking about having him cash in his Money in the Bank for a tag team title opportunity. I've heard that too, and I'm, ugh. I mean, the SmackDown tag team division is mostly good except for some guys i forgot about but the rest of it's really good <laughs> but that's their gimmick though right <laughs> <laughs> i guess i can't remember a thing about them <laughs> um but <laughs> that's so fucking dumb. the harris brothers would have booked them in a heartbeat <laughs> yes um but yeah I, I i don't know that said oscar winning very nice surprise and it turned out that surprise uh, was uh, underlined by something greater because n- no less than, let's say, 12 hours after the show, WWE.com and all the social media was saying that Becky Lynch was going to have a very special announcement to kick off Raw on Monday. Right, about the future of her career is, yeah. I think, uh, part of the wording they use, which immediately tipped off the uh, 
you know, the people who read in between the lines, oh, this sounds like a pregnancy announcement. Yeah. Uh, and lo and behold, I, I can say at least personally, I was hoping that it would be something like that and not she's been Daniel Bryan out of competition or, right, or something yeah. like that. Uh, coincidentally, or I worse. think it was five years to the day of Daniel Bryan having to leave really? the second time. Yeah. Um, oh. Just kind of weird how that works. Uh, but yeah, Becky Lynch came out and said uh, she came out raw on Monday, and it clearly was it, we were not in kayfabe territory here. Um, yeah, came out definitely shaken up, definitely breaking up as she was saying it, talking about how she had to go away for a while, and she asked Oscar to come out. Oscar came out, and she said, "You know, you won the Money in the Bank. You've been one of the best people on the roster. You know, from day one." There's no one who deserves this more than you because inside this briefcase was not a contract, but actually the raw women's title. I feel like she would have known that by the weight of the briefcase. Yes. Yeah. No disagreement here. Uh, or at least you hold it up and there's like a weird thing clanking around in there. Yeah. Like, oh, this is, does anybody have a key for this? Yeah. Hey, Tom. Tom, yeah. can you meet me at the Taboo Tuesday conference room to open this money in the bank thing? <laughs> Uh, it's in the Capital Punishment Conference room. What floor is that on? Is that, is that okay? Uh, oh, it's next to the Cyber Cyber Sunday one. Okay, cool. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Tom. I'll, yeah. I'll meet you down there. Yeah. But she screams it all in Japanese. And yes. It's hot, uh, and I get a boner. Exactly. The the, the WWE <laughs> UK conference rooms are insurrection, and then the NXT UK conference room where you walk in there and it's nothing but bearded white guys. That's it. <laughs> Can I get the the SummerSlam '91 uh, uh, conference room here? <laughs> That was the one that was in the UK, right? Is that Jolly, I, I Jolly good? Right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so they kind of made this seem like it was Becky's choice yes. for Asuka to be champ? Yeah. Well, uh, Becky's choice for the winner of the Money in the Bank to be champion. Okay. And okay. she was then also happy that Asuka was the winner. So then Asuka holds the belt, literally just starts running around the performance center yelling about, I'm the champion. <laughs> I'm the champion. I'm the champion. I'm the champ. Like it was the ridiculous best. The best. and the best. The best. Uh, <laughs> and then Oscar come back, comes back into the ring and Becky says, you know, I'm really happy for you. There's no one better. This could happen to. And then in a line that if this were in front of a live crowd, people would have lost their fucking minds. She said, now Oscar, you go and be a warrior because I'm going to go be a mother. And I don't think Oscar knew no, the story is she didn't. Yeah. Uh, so that reaction was general. The, 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 uh, was genuine. Was genuine. That's yes. the word. Because genuine. it was pony. Oscar. Yeah. Genuine. Your cousin's genuine. Sorry. Oscar <laughs> was so filled with joy and, and yeah, it was like, adorable. It, it was it was really just one of those great feel good moments that. Um, I think the last time WWE programming has felt that real honest and exciting was when Daniel Bryan announced he was coming back. Like, I, I think yeah, that's and even that next... was done on Twitter first. So, like, yeah. the, uh, you know, the actual 
feel of it was, you know, delayed, but still very excited. Uh, yeah, I mean, they've, tr- you know, WWE is all about the moments and trying to make moments where they can, you know, yeah. whereas they tried to make a moment with the John Cena, Nikki Bella proposal mm-hmm. that went well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that one didn't uh, pan out in the long term uh, and even in the moment as well as, as something like this, uh, you know, so she doesn't she hasn't uh, she hasn't lost her smile. No, once she. Pushes out a baby. Say goodbye to that vertical small. If you know what it was like. <laughs> wow, a little little Jim Cornette style commentary there. Yeah. Uh, I've been sitting on that vertical smile joke for like ten minutes, so I had to get it. Back. Um, yeah. So Jim Cornette is a piece of trash who can't be bothered to not comment on something. Uh, it should not shock anybody that his comments about the Becky Lynch pregnancy announcement were completely <clears throat> tasteless and frankly uh, delusional. Um, to summarize them, uh, he was saying, um, yeah, great idea for Becky to go ahead and get pregnant now instead of spending a few more years on top, uh, because, uh, she could become pregnant at any time. Okay. So don't, don't throw all the heat at me for this, but I, I understand what Jim was trying to say. Uh, There, there is a through line of logic there. There that is I, that I get, but, but, uh, <laughs> the way, the way you get, uh, from point A to point B, the, the journey matters and the journey took a, uh, a hard left turn at Albuquerque into misogyny important. and, uh, just terrible, terribleness. Yes. Uh, so Jim Cornette continues to be a piece of trash, even when it doesn't involve the young bucks or Kenny Omega. So, um. Yeah, you Look. you keep doing you, Jim. You be that professional troll. I'm sure it's going great. I think he's still doing well for himself because people, you know, and God, his fan base is so funny to me. Yeah, because politically, uh, he aligns more with you and I. Yes, but I feel like the people who like his opinions are the opposite side of the spectrum. There. Yes. It's yeah. very confusing how that works, but apparently yeah. he's doing okay. So, so you know what, Jim? Scream into the void. Yeah. Do what you're gonna do. I mean, God, I, I fucking hate wrestling Twitter. <laughs> oh, it's 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 fucking terrible. It's why I don't, on my own account, follow any of it anymore. I look into <sighs> things as they get raised up, but like I, I, man, I think the only wrestling accounts I follow besides our own uh, is. Um, I follow Larietto. That's it. Yeah, I mean that'll that'll get you the good stuff. Uh, yeah, pretty much exclusively. But yeah, yeah, it's you know between fucking Brian Pillman Jr. going off about porn and video games affecting the youth of today to fucking, yeah a twenty three year old talking about the youths. Yeah, uh, dumbass Ryan Satin not knowing who Led Zeppelin was until fucking Diddy did come with me on the Godzilla soundtrack. You fucking idiot. Um, by the way, everybody knows the best song on that soundtrack was No Shelter by Rage Against the Machine, so you can fuck right off with that. Um, I'm personally fond of the Ben Folds 5 song on there, but that's me. You would be, you sad bitch. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I love you, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> it's that. Did I ever, I ever sent you that Morrissey meme of Morrissey like in a car like signaling back at somebody says, get in, loser, we're going crying. <laughs> No, I love that. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, anyway, there you go. I yeah. don't even know where I was going with that. Uh, wrestling Twitter sucks. 
Yes. Um, and uh, there were some also some moments on Raw that were good and some that sucked quite a bit. Um, so oh, I, sorry, oh, sorry. I, I meant to get this point out. Yes. Uh, now I'm even more pissed off in retrospect that Shane and Baszler didn't win at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, yeah. To be now, fair, though, A, they didn't know she was pregnant and B, the plan was that they were going to run Nia versus Becky at Money in the Bank right. and Shayna was going to win Money in the Bank. So they would have a program over the summer. I, I know. Yeah. But in retrospect, yeah. obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. Yes. I knew at the moment of WrestleMania that putting the belt on Shayna was a good idea. And yeah. they didn't do that for long-term plans. She already had the titles for a fucking year. Yeah. Uh, why, why keep milking it out? But whatever. I just wanted to say that I was right and Vince was wrong. And they made the wrong decision. And I always love pointing that out. Yes. Yes, hey, no, no disagreement here. I would have loved to have seen Shayna win and then have Becky chase through the summer. Long live uh, the Queen of Spades. Exactly, and Shayna had probably the the best comments because they they kept doing these little promos with people, you know, talk about how excited they were for Becky. And uh, I'm I'm gonna pull up exactly <laughs> what Shayna said. Yes, uh, it was great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Shayna wondered how stupid you have to be to get knocked up while being the champion. See, that's how you say it, Jim. Yeah. Uh, she said 10 out of 10 mothers will try to convince you that having a kid didn't ruin their careers. Um, Lynch was the longest reigning Raw Women's Champion. It was throwing it away to house some parasite. And Amen. then ended her promo by saying, that kid's going to suck. You know who the father is? I rest my case. <laughs> Yeah, God tier promo yes. right there. Yeah, yeah. Well done, Shayna. Shayna we hail you. Oh yeah, Shayna Baszler is um, <clears throat> just fantastic. Uh, very much enjoyed that. Um, Although she did cut, she she cut one promo. It was like a backstage one. Yeah. Um, and she inadvertently dunked on herself <laughs> in the promo because at one point in there she said something about uh, you know, she says like Shayna Baszler is not over, as in like she wasn't done getting where she needed to be. Uh, but yeah. saying that Shayna Baszler isn't over, she she inadvertently dunked on herself. It's yes. like, ooh, that's yeah, not uh, great. The, yeah, not the, great. The, the the rare self own, as, yeah, as it yeah. would be called on the Reddit there. Yes. Um, elsewhere on Raw, the Iconics returned. Iconic. Yeah, I I I miss the Iconics. Uh, They're so great. Like, why were they even away? I don't know. I don't know. Did it's you hear creative them on, and nothing for you? Did you hear them on the New Day podcast? Yeah, delightful. So great. So yeah. fun. The uh, fact that, you know, they uh, I think it was Billy and Big E had this competition of trying to get each other to do stupid things on TV or in their matches, yeah. like rowing, rowing a boat. With <laughs> <laughs> Billy Kay had to like row in a boat with Lana in the it's, ring or some shit like that. It's, yeah. it's hysterical. Like those 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 two are are funny. I've missed their, uh, you know, the accents go a long way. Yeah. Um, and they're easy on the eyes. They're they're mm-hmm. funny, and they're you know one of the f- actual, the only actual women's tag team, I guess yeah. maybe as opposed to just two people thrown together because they're Asian or <laughs> right, because right. of some other reason. And, and we'll see if uh, that leads to them possibly getting the Raw Women's Tag Titles as they're getting a tag title shot next week on Raw, or sorry, this coming Monday on Raw. It, it's Bliss and Cross who have them currently, right? Yes, yes, that's correct. Cross Bliss, Chris yeah. Bliss, Bliss Cross, Alexa, uh, Alexa Bliss Cross, Alexa, uh, <laughs> Nikki Bliss, 
Definitely yeah. sounds like a porn star name right there. Nikki Bliss. Oh, yeah. 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 Brandy Max with four X's. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what that is. Um, also on Raw, uh, we got another stupid idea as uh, in an attempt to turn the ratings around. And I hate to say it, it worked because Raw and SmackDown's ratings were both up. Um, they announced that the brand split is kind of not as much a thing anymore as we have the brand-to-brand invitation. So that lasted all of, what, seven months? Something like that. Six, Uh, seven months, something like that? So the idea is invitations can be given to Raw or SmackDown superstars uh, to appear on the alternate show. Um, It was then revealed on SmackDown, and we're going to see how quickly this gets tossed out, that it's a max of four times a year for an individual to cross brands. Each each individual gets yes. four. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So then, why why well, would you even put a, a limit on that? Well, well, here's the thing that I thought was fucked up. As uh, as we'll talk about it, there is someone that is in the Intercontinental Title Tournament that is not on the right brand. So we'll, we'll we'll get there in a minute. But the way that they sold it to us, which I thought was fantastic, was. Drew McIntyre, apparently just, you know, the voice for management now, uh, said that that first invitation's out there, and he's going to go against someone who we all think sucks. That sells me on a fucking match. (laughs) Well, maybe, you know, maybe this whole uh, McIntyre experiment isn't working out, and they're finally going to strap the rockets fully, put the Saturn V behind behind the king here. Yeah, as Baron Corbin's going to be popping over to Raw. That, That... That is WWE in a nutshell. Here's a random convoluted reason for us to not do the brand split. By the way, that seems to be the only lever they know how to pull to save ratings. You know what we need to do? End the brand split. You know what we need to do? Split the brands. Like, that's all they ever do. Why wouldn't you bring McIntyre over to SmackDown to pop the SmackDown rating? SmackDown's actually doing better ratings than Raw? Oh, okay, fair enough. More people watch SmackDown. I mean... Well, it's on Fox. Also, so. it would make a lot more sense for the shitty heel Baron Corbin to challenge the noble face Drew McIntyre. But it's that why Drew McIntyre. Why couldn't McIntyre just be the voice of all of us and say, yeah. dude, you suck. You murdered two people. I'm going to kick your face into well, the. Well, that's the uh, thing. He did say he literally sold it by saying, here's a guy we all think sucks. Oh, he actually said that? that those yeah. weren't your words? No. Oh. <laughs> Oh, well, he might have phrased it as, I'm going to have it against someone none of us like. And it's it's still like, <laughs> why? The, how is this a way to sell me on this match? Oh, boy, Drew McIntyre's going to fight a guy I don't like. Can't wait to see that Monday night. I guess they're they're uh, they're they're planning that you're going to watch to get to watch uh, Corbin's face get kicked in. No, which <laughs> I mean, I'll watch the gif of it once or twice, yeah, but I'm fair. not going to not going to tune into that. But yeah, uh, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, the first official match. And, and, and when we get to talk about Smackdown this week, there was some other weirdness in the way that they handled their brand to brand uh, invitation um the main event segment was the continuation of the edge randy orton storyline and again some fourth wall breaking that made no sense to me edge kicks off this promo by saying i was watching raw at home and they were talking about how i was gonna settle my score with the viper or i was going viper hunting or whatever the promo uh phrasing was and he's like 
I don't understand why they ran that. I beat Randy Orton. I have no further issue with this man. Okay. All cool. right. Awesome. I've just turned off the TV because you told me that no one involved in the product understands any of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Why, why would I, why would I continue <laughs> to watch this? Why would I have to, why would I keep watching for Randy Orton to come out and perform what was probably a five minutes too long, slow, drawn out, boring promo of like, no, this beef isn't finished. I've got yeah. more beef. Let's go to the grill. You know, that, fucking... that's pretty much what it was because Orton has challenged Edge to quote unquote <laughs> a straight up wrestling match at Backlash. That's right. Defeating cool. him in last man standing wasn't enough. Now they need to go to the old standby, the in the ring match. Yeah, usually it's the other way around, guys. Yeah, kind of bass awkwarding this and year. Then, I, and I'm sorry that I don't remember the names of the interchangeable women who now are the talking heads on <laughs> WWE Raw. My apologies. Maybe it's sexist of me, but let's be honest. They don't really do anything to make any of them stand out anymore. She goes, well, this is going to be possibly the greatest wrestling match of all time. And that's how they ended <laughs> fucking Raw. <laughs> Uh, it's the worst hyperbole ever. <laughs> I I like Orton. I like Edge. I, I I think Orton's a little fucked out. I'm happy to see Edge back in the ring. We talked at length after the Rumble about the possibilities of Edge mixing it up with all this cool young talent and mm-hmm. seeing how he can still hang today and, and make stars along the way and, and all that. And instead, we get... The Randy Orton Edge feud into month number three. Cool. I don't fucking get it. Uh, also on Raw, uh, both Rey Mysterio and Aleister Black were no longer dead as they were in a tag team match together. It was explained that they fell from the primary roof onto a secondary roof. Therefore, they were okay. Yeah, on the crash pad that they showed on their wide shot. So, so well, well, well done on that, guys. Yes. Uh, although I will give credit to Alistair Black for um, after Money in the Bank aired to uh, <laughs> posting a photo <laughs> on Twitter of a ghost, of a ghost, and, and not just like a ghost, ghost, like a fucking sheet ghost, sheet ghost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Alistair Black gets it. Um, anyway, uh, that the celebration of the fact that Rey Mysterio and Alistair Black were okay was short lived. As oh, yeah. Seth Rollins, uh, who is apparently now just weird and paranoid because he's going to be a dad, very disheveled. He kirked out on uh, Rey Mysterio and busted open his eyeball on the side of the stair. So uh, now yeah. we've got crazy, violent daddy Seth Rollins. So he, he Rey Mysterio is already hindered in his vision by wearing a mask. Now he's going to have to wear an eye patch under it as well. I, I think that's the direction we're going in. Or maybe not, because as it also came out this week. Rey Mysterio has yet to sign an extension of his WWE contract. Man, get out of Dodge, Rey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, get get out of Dodge. Send yourself down to Mexico. Work AAA. Like I, I, I don't know. Like just do, do what makes you happy, man. Like, well, apparently he's looking out for for his uh, baby Huey child, <laughs> his large um, adult son. <laughs> his large adult son Dominic. So I, I understand he, wanting to get why him. does he need to look out for him? He's still champion of NXT UK. He's doing great. <laughs> does he have a beard now? What? Wait, they're not the same guy. <laughs> oh no, Walter. That's right. That's right. I was, I was, you said NXT UK, and I just immediately thought to a big guy with beard. <laughs> a big guy <laughs> I got with confused. Beard. Yeah. So, so SmackDown this week. 
uh, A, revealed that we are going to have a crowning of a new Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, because they've stripped the guy who uh, <laughs> the who, guy decided who took th- the option. Who took the option that they offered yes. and said that there would be no uh, penalties to those people who took the option to not come to the tapings due to concerns over uh, the, the the COVID situation. Sami Zayn took him up on that. So they've stripped him of his Intercontinental Championship and have done are doing a, what, eight-man uh, tournament to crown a new champion. Yes, and uh, the the eight opening round mat or eight men uh, in four opening round matches are uh, are and were Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak, which happened on Friday night with Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. progressing. Elias versus King Corbin, where thankfully Elias progressed. And really? Then, yes. And then next week on Raw, we're gonna have Jeff Hardy or not on Raw on SmackDown. Sorry, we're gonna finally have. The, I assume, culmination of the Jeff Hardy-Sheamus feud. I was incorrect. The Jeff Hardy-Sheamus feud did not end with Jeff Hardy versus Cesaro. Uh, (laughs) So Jeff Hardy and Sheamus will be going one-on-one. And then in a WrestleMania rematch, it's going to be Shinsuke Nakamura against Raw's AJ Styles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The over-under on um, Dick Shots. Nut shots, uh, ball I think kicks here. We've, we've got uh, a high likelihood of nut slugging occurring. But okay. the, the thing is here, if someone can only cross brands four times a year, AJ Styles to win said tournament will already blow through three of his four appearances. Yeah, and then he'd have to bring the title back to Raw unless it's a full-on SmackDown title where he'd have to defend it on, on SmackDown. SmackDown. So he goes the fourth time. Uh, wins, and then he has to forfeit the title because he's not on the brand of the title. Yeah. Genius booking there, guys. And then another tournament a month down the road. Yes. Cool. And in that same regard, uh, SmackDown pardon. was also home to the uh, brand-to-brand invitation of one Charlotte Flair. Because unless y'all forgot, Charlotte Flair was on Raw before she became NXT Women's Champion. So the Raw representing NXT Women's Champion Charlotte showed up on SmackDown and cut a heel promo. She was then interrupted by Bailey and Sasha Banks, who were heels, who also called, also cut a heel promo. So Charlotte cut a promo hinting at dissension between the heels of Bailey and Sasha. Uh-huh. Who the fuck is this for? I don't know. <laughs> who who was sitting at home going, I really need Charlotte versus Bailey or Sasha. I haven't seen that in minutes. I need it again. I, I got nothing, honestly. So what she was representing Raw and not NXT. Yes. Because NXT isn't included in this. No. Uh, at <laughs> least not yet. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Who's the U.S. champion, by the way? Did they sell the U.S. title? Uh, the U.S. champion right now is Andrade. Oh, okay. So that's on Raw. Yes. Okay. Yes. Good for you, Andrade. Yeah. Yeah. They're still doing that bit with uh, uh, the, the, the Mexicals plus, uh, plus Austin Theory? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the, the, sex cauldron? The, yes. <laughs> yeah. Zelina Vegas sex cauldron. Hell yeah, brother. I'd, I'd watch that video. <laughs> this is Zelina Vegas cut castle. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. So, so uh, here's something fun. Friday night, SmackDown. Daniel no, Bryan. I, I, I don't think that was fun at all. Daniel Bryan, in actually a really fun, really good match, 
Okay. Uh, no strikes, all grappling. He and Drew Gulak. There was uh, a nice handshake between the two guys. It was a very, very nice little bit. Two superstars, you know, just having a great match to have a great match. Last night, I get a text from my boy Kristoff. Drew Gulak no longer with the WWE. Yeah, got a. I think it's been updated that it wasn't a release as he wasn't re-signed. I don't know if that means that he wasn't offered a new contract or he chose not to sign it. That is the bit of debate right now of uh, the IWC. Was it a scenario where he was not re-offered or he did not choose to re-sign? Either Uh, way, he knew about it on Friday. Absolutely. And they put him in a prominent spot. Uh, so I guess maybe they thought it, he was going to resign. Um, but it's very interesting, A, how cursed Daniel Bryan is right now. Uh, <laughs> basically, everyone who he wrestles is either taken out by injury or through their own stupidity or through some yeah. degree of uh, uh, contract shenaniganry. Basically, ever since he's come back, starting with the the big cast feud this year, it's just or last year, it's just been downhill. Oh, God. For, for that was everyone. only last year? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was it was right after um I think yeah, it was right after he lost the um uh the title to Kofi, if I remember right. Was that after that? Am I incorrect? It's possible I'm I incorrect. don't fucking know. I just know shit's been cursed around Daniel Bryan since his comeback. So Yeah. So uh fun times. I I don't know where a Drew Gulak goes. I mean, obviously, if he wants to be a Chikara trainer for the rest of his life, I'm sure they'd have him back in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. Um, there's, of course, the option of a full reunion of the Gentlemen's Club in AEW because they've already got Orange Cassidy and Chucky e. T there. Swamp Monster, though. I mean, that's that could be anybody underneath that swamp. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the options there for that. But he's not really a guy that I think would move a needle. It's not like they'll debut him on Double or Nothing and people will lose their mind. No, I feel like the best for him in a wrestling capacity would be Ring of Honor. Yeah. Go back there. Um, But, you know, with Sinclair getting fined, like, what? $48 million or something? a lot of millions of dollars for some shady practices, which, you know, it's Sinclair, so it's not a shock. But, um, you know, not sure what they're going to be investing in new talent, especially there's a lot of new talent out there after these cuts from the the WWE. So, but he would be one of the top of the list I'd imagine Ring of Honor would want to pursue. Oh, totally, totally. He he would fit in with their vision of professional wrestling if and when they get back to running shows. Um, I, I will say, for as much as we've criticized... WWE and criticized AEW and and what have you. Ring of Honor and MLW have basically been uh, alongside New Japan the the shining proof of how you, how maybe you should respond to this pandemic in that yeah. they haven't run a single fucking show. So um, credit to them uh, in that regard. Yeah, and uh, Harold Mage, the uh, boss man at uh, New Japan, did a uh, an English sort of press release sort of thing saying that um, you know they're working on plans to do empty arena shows once mm-hmm. it's safe for their staff and performers to get out there and do it, and they're yeah. working on plans to get fans separated by empty seats uh, mm-hmm. eventually. But uh, you know. 
Japan does things very differently than the United States. Very differently. I, uh, mask so, wearing was a part of their culture before yeah. all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In China as well, I believe. Yeah. Well, I think many of those Asian countries. So, so yeah, it's going to be, you know, as much as I'm excited, like we'd be in the, you know, we'd be gearing up for, for G1 shortly and being the best of the Super Juniors at this point. Yeah. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. So. Yep. You know, it would certainly missing that and missing those guys and uh, and that style of matches there. You know, yeah. they've done an OK job of putting content up on New Japan World, mm-hmm. older matches with English commentary, which I could give or take. I don't mind the Japanese commentary because I love sure, how excited sure. those guys get. Uh, and if it's a good enough match, I'm not paying attention to the commentary and, anyway. And I will say what I thought was interesting and, and honestly kind of cool was Mage mentioned that um, – there had been very little drop off of subscriptions to new Japan world. Basically, you know, the fan base is continuing to support even when there isn't necessarily the, uh, the same level of content we've come to expect, which I'm honestly pretty surprised by. I I think that's really cool. Um, For about, you know, 10 bucks a month to give to a non morally bankrupt company. I don't mind. Or at least, even though I'm using Mark's password, but uh, still, Oh, or at least a, <laughs> uh, Thanks, or, Mark. Or, or a reduced morally bankrupt company. Yeah, um, well, you know. Yeah. Uh, not o- not overtly morally bankrupt. All that being said, something that's interesting I wanted to chat about with you uh, before. Actually, let me double back real quick. Uh, a suggestion I saw online that I wanted to, to share. I think we've talked about this previously over text, but I wanted to bring it up on the show is if and when New Japan goes back to running shows, if they do empty arena shows, why not have the factions set up in different parts of the arena? So you have oh, yeah. the Chaos section, you have the Bullet Club section, you've got the, the Taguchi Japan section. L.I.J. Yeah, I, I think that's a great idea. I, yes, I, I think I'm, that's... I am here for that. Only just to, you know, I want to see... I'm curious to see how the L.I.J. section you know, is, is there, are they all just tranquiloed out? Yeah. Like Nido's passed out. Just so, <laughs> so tranquilo. Nido's just taking a nap during the undercard. Hiromu is like, you know, uh, combing Daryl's, uh, hair. Yeah. Sonata is combing his own hair. Evil is, you know, w- looking at his spinny, uh, pentagram thing. And Shingo is just sitting there crossed arms, staring at everybody yes. with yeah. the yeah. stone cold look of, I'm going to murder you all. He's just locked eyes with Goto. Who's on the other side of the arena. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's Leopold from the Simpsons. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think that'd be a great way to do it. But the, the other thing, New Japan wise this week, uh, Hiromu Takahashi, current IWGP junior champion and, uh, Cat oh, Aficionado did an interview with Tokyo Sports this week uh, where he indicated that he thought what New Japan should do is come October, run the G1 and the best of the Super Juniors concurrently. That way, the best of Super Juniors still happens this year. And we don't have the weirdness that is like, you know, the get everybody on the undercard tags uh, that we don't yeah. have during G1. Basically, just nothing but, you know, key important uh, singles matches every single night where, you know, you still get the A block and B block rest days, but the idea yeah. is maybe you've got the B block of best of the super juniors in the undercard and the A block of the G1 top of the card. And then, you know, back and forth, maybe alternating based on cities, that sort of thing. And you put it together to where the finals are on the same night. And more than that, to harken back to uh, a New Japan staple, have the fans vote as to which final actually gets to main (laughs) event. 
I, I think it would be a great way to reintroduce all of the stars of New Japan. There's no yeah. better time for the juniors than best of the super juniors. There's no better time for the heavyweights than G1. And I think to basically just blow it out like that would be this grand celebration of all things New Japan. Yeah, I'm 100% for it. I mean, you couldn't have anybody doing both tournaments uh, yeah, as so have, have happened in past Shingo years. and Osprey, you know. Right. But uh, I think they've both between. gone full, full-time full heavyweight at <laughs> this point. Especially Osprey. My God, have you Osprey's seen his Osprey's turning into Brian Cage. It's, Jesus it's, Christ. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> the quarantine bod, uh, the polar opposite of mine, where yeah, I've yeah. done nothing but sit on my fat ass for two months. Yeah. Billy Osprey is out there lifting uh, all the kilograms. Yeah. Um, so he's gone up a Just couple stone in weight on a regular basis yeah, I'm, yeah. Right. <laughs> she's 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 looking all right too so uh <laughs> but set i set some cameras up in that house i'd be okay mm-hmm. i i think that that would be uh that? yeah uh I, <laughs> space flying, flying dick drop right there <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, I I think that would be a tremendous way to basically celebrate the return of New Japan. You know, just by murdering all their wrestlers by murdering simultaneously. All, well, see, that's the thing. At, at that point, you would just have our BOSJ winner, our G One winner, and then we're on the road to Wrestle Kingdom. So yeah. you can just do you know a bunch of house shows, which I would imagine, if by that time of year things are better, people will be excited just to see those road to style shows yeah because i mean we're not getting dominion at this point because dominion is usually the first week in june so yeah. that sure as hell ain't happening yeah um that's usually that's the that's their SummerSlam. that's their second biggest show of the year yeah. so that's not happening uh they're gonna lose you know probably six months probably six to eight months worth of content and like you said they 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 like their long builds to wrestle kingdom so yeah yeah let's let's fucking do it i love it yeah. Look at Romu getting out there with the look at the big brain on Romu. Yeah, big brain, bad neck. <laughs> <laughs> He's all healed now. Yes, yes, thank God for that. And probably even more so now. I wonder if like basically there's been a moment during this whole quarantine where Tomohiro Ishii's like Oh, this is how the neck's supposed to look. <laughs> yeah. oh, Wait, what is that? that? I, I, can, I, I can turn my head. Yeah, now. I don't yeah. need to turn uh, turn my torso as if I'm Michael Keaton. Michael and, Keaton is Batman. Batman. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The old Batman '89 look. I love that we landed on the same place there. Hundred percent. Right. I was going to say it if you didn't. <laughs> All right, folks. That's the world and wrestling in general. But uh, something that we very much enjoy doing is digging into both of the Wednesday night shows. Do you want to talk about NXT or Dynamite this week? I'll be honest. Neither show in my mind was stellar. I I I thought Dynamite had moments, but I thought it started and ended kind of. Um, and I really wasn't in love with NXT that much this week. Yeah, NXT is just really not grabbing me at the moment. Uh, we did get a t- tag title change as yes. Timothy Thatcher walked out on Matt Riddle mm-hmm. in their uh, NXT tag title match against Imperium. So Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner are now the NXT tag team champions. So and good on them. Yeah, good on them. They're a great team. Um, I, I think Eichner in particular is yeah. out of this world talent. Um and it's good to see that they're no longer slumming it in NXT UK. Yeah, because they don't have beards. Yes. So they, they stuck out like a sore thumb. Yes. I will say, I still, and I say this every time, I still love 
everything about the presentation of Imperium. Yeah. I love the the silhouette, the music, the slow build, the jackets, the poses. Mm-hmm. You, everything about it just fucking works. Yes. Uh, in the Cruisador tournament, Jake Atlas defeated Pretty Dece Tony Nice. Yeah, it was 0-3. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, former Cruiserador champ there. Uh, also, uh, Jack Gallagher <laughs> defeated Isaiah Swerve Scott, which... That was a good match. I, I kind of yeah. like that one. I was pretty surprised by that, and it looks like uh, next week we're getting Kushida versus Drake Maverick, which is going to be the real heartbreaker, and yep. uh, El Hijo del Fantasma against Akira Tozawa. Who's so. 3-0, I think, yes. at this point, or 2-0? Yeah. Uh, 3-0. 3-0. Yeah. Um, elsewhere on NXT this week, uh, we got the announcement of... The next NXT TakeOver, which is going to revive the In Your House brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was really dumb, and I don't know why DX had to announce it. Because <laughs> that's that's what they do. Yes. You know, they, they did the same gimmick twice in a week. Uh, sent out the, the the social media and email blast. Big announcement on Raw tonight regarding Becky Lynch. Then they tried the same thing again on Wednesday. Big announcement on NXT tonight with William Regal. Yeah. And then William Regal doesn't do the announcement. Yeah, yeah. Just crap. Well, I, I, I didn't enjoy that. Uh, I did enjoy, however, the return of Kyle O'Reilly showing up in the Undisputed oh, Era's yeah. Zoom call. So I'm glad Kyle's back in the mix. He's no longer in the Roman zone. Um, <laughs> He's allowed to be mentioned on television. Yes. Uh, also, this week, uh, we got the official reveal of who attacked Finn Balor. It was oh, yeah. Corbin's non-union Mexican equivalent. It was, of course, Damian Priest. Whose music still is a banger. I'm not yes. gonna. I'm not gonna say it's not. I really enjoy it. But uh, yeah. So uh, and that led to Cameron Grimes beating Finn Balor in a match. Yes. Yeah. So. Good on you, Cameron Grimes, yeah. and uh, well, Priest you know, versus Finn. Sure. You know what this Why means? Not? Finn's going to shoot on him. It's not going to be no. a work. <laughs> He's going to work stiff. <laughs> One works nug, not stiff. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to call you an Uber to get home. <laughs> yeah. Buy some um, steaks. So, Chris, uh, you texted me about this. How'd you feel about that uh, Dinner with the Gargano segment? <laughs> Fucking sucked, dude. <laughs> 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 it's so bad. I, it's I, very cringe. I know. I I was talking about how I liked uh, Evil Candace. Um, the more that they talk as heels, the more I recognize neither one of these people should be heels. They're, no, they're such perfect baby faces. Sometimes it works. Like Sami Zayn ended up being a really good obnoxious heel. Yeah, because you could tell for him it was that version of heel, where it's like he did he doesn't realize he's annoying. Right. Yeah. Hey, yeah, the, is, the Garganos. It's, it's very uh, try hard. It's very it's try very hard. Very try hard. And it's hard to take you seriously as a heel as a heel when, you know, the background of your apartment where you're filming these scenes is filled with fucking superhero video game memorabilia. It's not really yeah. not really working that way. Yeah. Sorry guys. It's, it's it, you you don't have a, a threatening visage at that point. The main where event- is champ Where's Champa been? Is he still selling the attack from Cross yeah, at this point? Yeah, uh, because there was a, a video with Karrion Cross. I don't know if it was on the Hulu version, but there was a video with Karrion Cross where he and Scarlet made it clear that Champa's in their sights. Okay. So I guess it was, it was there, but I didn't, I didn't pay attention to it. I guess we're going to see that in the In Your House event. Um, cool. Also, we had the uh, main event, which was 
all in one show. They lose the belts at the top of the show. They main event at the end of the show. Uh, Timothy Thatcher and Matt Riddle. I thought this was a really good match that made uh, Thatcher look like an absolute killer. But there was a lot of debate online about Matt Riddle uh, kind of tapping and screaming versus the standard like babyface pass out from the pain. I don't understand why people were clutching their pearls about this. I don't know if you cared. I personally didn't, but I saw a lot of people just being like, uh, you know, that's that's unbecoming of a star or whatever. Actually, I don't even think I finished the match. I was watching the match. Then I had to go take a poop and <laughs> I came back and it like the episode of like timed out to the point where I had to like restart Hulu and then it wasn't my progress wasn't saved i'm like eh i'm not fast forwarding through this to get to the end of this match so i just didn't so that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> so thatcher tapped out matt riddle okay fine sure yeah i have no problem with that let's establish the guy yeah. you know the majority of the people don't know what the fuck he is i'd never seen a timothy thatcher match till he showed up at nxt yeah i'm one of those people so yeah, yeah show me what the guy can do yeah so that's where we're at and i'm guessing we're gonna get a a, a thatcher a matt riddle some sort of uh, stipulation match at TakeOver. Because the whole yeah. whole thing was, you know, Thatcher wouldn't break the hold, and he looks maniacal and evil. So, you know, he's gone super heel. We got a couple backstage attacks on Matt as well. So, yeah. you know, yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. One final beat, too. <laughs> you know, as, as of right now, I'm not upset that I'm uh, going to miss a TakeOver at this point. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, over on Dynamite, uh, like I, I said... The, the, the top and the bottom of the show were a mixed bag for me. So the top of the show was the Jake oh. Roberts, Lance Archer promo, yeah. where in the middle of Roberts running down Brandy, running down Cody, we got Stone Cold Cody coming down in his truck. Okay. So I, I legit LOL'd at the uh, American Nightmare logo on the top of the pickup. Hey, at so least that better was the first placement LOL. Than, the, than the tattoo. Uh, agreed. Um, so then he drives it into Daly's place, but he can only get a couple of feet because of the way the venue is set up. So it's just, and then he has to get out the rest of the way and, and walk to the ring to fight Lance Archer. And it just did not work. It was, yeah. I was legit. I was laughing and not in the good way. Yeah. It, 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 it was very try hard there. There, yeah. There are times where Try Hard Cody works well, and there are times yeah. where Try Hard Cody feels um, desperate. This was leaning more on that. That said, when they actually were brawling, there was some good passion to it. I really <laughs> liked Cody trying to choke out Archer with his own braids. That I was thought, great, yeah. I thought that was dope, but on the whole, like I was no more sold on the match after that than I was going into it. Like, yeah, I mean, I already, I, I already want to see the match. Yeah. So stop trying so hard to make me want to see the match. Yes. <laughs> uh, we then went into Best Friends with Arch Cassidy going against uh, Jurassic Express of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus with Marco Stunt. Awesome, super fun tag match yeah. that really turned into uh, a build for multiple matches at double right. or, or nothing. Um so uh, Orange Cassidy looked like he's going to go to dive into the ring from the stage. When Ray Phoenix goes full Mortal Kombat and comes from out of nowhere with the most beautiful flying kick I've ever seen. 
B-E-A beautiful, man. That yeah. was fantastic. You yeah. spoiled it for me because I'm like 15 seconds behind on the on, on the, the stream. On, on the stream. And he's like, you like, Ray Phoenix! Exclamation points, all caps. And I'm like, what? What yeah. happened? Yeah. <laughs> and then it comes around. I'm like, oh shit, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh that was a hell of a kick. And Orange Cassidy sold it like he was dead. Yes. Uh <laughs> rightfully so, because yeah. it was so beautiful. So we had that uh to lead into the casino ladder match. Yeah, which we is had... building out to be quite a uh awesome ladder yeah. match. We'll talk about that uh when we wrap up our yeah, we ha- chat. We had uh MJF uh get into a bit of a scuffle with Jungle Boy because they yes. have a match. Uh, that's at double or nothing, right? Yes, that is at double or nothing. And then Wardlow, uh, you know, in our weekly sacrifice of Marco stunt to the wrestling gods, Wardlow threw, uh, poor little Marco into the, uh, uh, ring barrier or not the, the bike racks. Essentially. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which looked, you know, pretty painful. Yeah. Uh, kid takes some, uh, takes some shit, man. Yeah, he really does. Uh, and, uh, the best friends that end up going over, after Chuck Taylor basically shoot murdered Jungle Boy with an awful waffle. Yeah. Good I, God. That move, one, it's a, a genius name. And two, it's just, ouch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, we had a out. hint of another uh, Wardlow uh, Luchasaurus confrontation. So Yeah, they need to pay that off. Maybe that gets announced for uh, for Double or Nothing as well. Would not be surprised. I'd be I'd be fine. Or even, you know, on a, I just want to see the match. Just give yeah. it to me. Alex Marvez. Back from the grave, popped up. Uh, he was backstage with John Moxley. Moxley ignored Marvez, and Marvez mumbled something about, "We need extra security. I've never seen him this mad." Yeah, which was never paid off. They never needed security or. I, I, I we assume they listen because okay. uh, yeah. we we assume AEW listens because let's be honest, they're starting to throw out every single ladder match participant we've suggested. So I'm just going to throw this out once again. You have Alex Marvez on the payroll. For some reason, you can put put in a ladder match. No, no, I'm saying oh, okay. you have him on the payroll for some reason. Uh-huh. When there's a perfectly fine Justin Schlegel out there in the world, yeah, he could be. True. He could be doing interviews for anybody. You could hire him right now. Yeah, probably for a reasonable uh, yeah. clip too. Yeah, yeah, and we'll only take a five percent finder's fee. That's all. That's all. That's all, That's all we need. You know, I have Venmo. I have PayPal. Yeah. I'll set. I'll set myself up for Zelle if you want. I don't yeah. care. Whatever you. Whatever you need, coward Tony. Give us what we need. Cashier's check. Yeah. You know, duffel bag full of money. <laughs> Two cashier's checks <laughs> for ten thousand dollars. <laughs> we got that thousand dollars. We got yeah, that thousand dollars. Yeah, we we will. T- we will take five thousand dollars each. You take Justin Schlegel. That's all. Hell yeah! For. I'm not going to go buy a Fender Stratocaster with no, it. No, <laughs> but I will be very lame and just throw it out a credit card. That's yeah. <laughs> I got, bill, I got bills, baby brother. Yeah. <laughs> I got bills. Um. Anyway, uh, we had a women's four way uh, between Hikaru Shida, Penelope Ford, Britt Baker, and Chris Statlander. This Hikaru- is good shit. I like this. It was, um. I've talked about this quite a few times. It was that level of sloppy where it made the match feel more legitimate. Yeah. Which, yeah. I, which I really enjoyed. Uh, and They're scrappy. They were scrappy. In yes. There. Shida goes over as we're going to be getting Hikaru Shida against Nyla Rose at double or nothing. Uh, more on that in a moment. But also during the finish, 
Uh, Britt Baker had Chris Statlander on the floor in the lockjaw and refused to let go. As we now have two concurrent women's storylines that lead to a pay-per-view match. How about that? Yeah, there you go. Good on them. They finally got there. Uh, we had a Sugar D promo, or as Pineapple Pete himself yeah. put over his match later on in the show. Um, we uh, had the official announcement of Nyla versus Hikaru Shida. Then we went into... It wasn't there yet. Oh, okay. Yes. Right. Uh, we had... <laughs> We had then the tag match between Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega going against proud and powerful Santana and Ortiz. Yeah. Um, I thought this was good, but man, you could tell that Matt Hardy can't really work two days in a row. Yeah. Well, I mean, plus the shit he went through the previous night, you know, he got put through a table, he got thrown in an ice machine, uh, all this sort of shit. He took some bumps. He went, you know, put... Put Sammy Guevara, they, they, like, splashed him through a table. So, yeah, the the, the day prior, uh, old Matt Hardy actually was broken. Yes. Uh, and then he had to go out and do a, a tag match with, you know, the best bout machine against, you know, one of the greatest tag teams. Or, I'm sorry, the best. The, the best, best. The, the best. best tag yeah. team. Uh, so, so, yeah, he, you know, he showed his age a little bit. but it was He still, was looking a little stiff. Yeah. It was still a blast of a match. Yeah, and proud and powerful. God damn. The minute they go face... Provided there are crowds at that time, people are yeah. going to lose their shit Fucking over Tiger Proud Sound, Powerful. Man. They are they <laughs> are time. such a fun, entertaining tag team. I, really I, I love seeing them, and I, I can't wait to see uh, what they do at the pay-per-view, which, again, we'll talk about in a moment. Taz backstage again with Dobby Allen. Dobby Allen, the free elf. Yes. Um, Taz was mumbling on something about he got how uh, Darby got beat with a basic amateur wrestling move and right. he can offer him some tips. And Darby's like, yeah, I know I placed third in the state of Idaho, which I still don't know what the fuck this angle's about. Are we going to get Taz as Darby's manager? Are we going to find out that Darby is a uh, amateur wrestling whiz and he's going to start wrestling without face paint in a singlet? Like what the fuck is the idea here? <laughs> yeah. He's just going to start doing nothing but suplexes. Yeah. The 85 pound kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Suplexing everybody. There you go. So, um, we go once again to the back and Lexi Nair is backstage with Hikaru Shida. Uh, Hikaru Shida, by the way, uh, by the way, getting very good at English. Yeah, no, she's putting the effort in. It yeah. was, uh, you know, you could tell she was trying to remember <laughs> yes. at some points in there. But, hey, you know, that's a, sec- a second language is not easy. Yeah. Uh, and there's so many idiosyncrasies to the English language that, um, you know, we've bastardized it as Americans, I think. Yes. So, so yeah, good, good on her for trying. But the, uh, the, the, the real juice from the promo came when Nia Jax uh, – Jesus Christ. <laughs> How Rose, dare you? <laughs> Nyla Rose came into frame uh, to confront Sheeta and then bashed her over the head with a kendo stick and says, I found your kendo stick, bitch. <laughs> and like legit chortle for at least two minutes from that. Yes. Just, I, just fantastic work. I, I, I've, if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times, though. Uh, the fact that Nyla Rose, when she talks, sounds so much like Lois Griffin is very, <laughs> very, very distracting for me. <laughs> and I almost killed Chris on that. You're welcome, Leslie. <laughs> He's legit coughing out his coffee right now. Uh-oh. 
<laughs> uh, <clears throat> All right, buddy. You okay? Uh, uh, oh, yeah. I'm, that one got some tears in the eyes there. Uh. Um, uh, MJF <laughs> lost. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about Lois Kerman. Uh, Al Pena. <laughs> Found your kendo stick, Peter. Um, <laughs> um, MJF squashed Lee Johnson. And uh, he cut a promo on Jungle Boy, and then he said he needs to tune up, and found out that Marco Stunt had an open match contract. So we're going to get uh, Marco Stunt versus MJF next week on Dynamite. Where he'll die another thousand deaths. Yes. Uh, we had Chris Jericho going against Pineapple Pete, and Pineapple Pete looked good for a few seconds, but that fucking Judas <laughs> effect takes him out every time. Nobody kicks out of the Judas effect. So afterwards, Jericho cut a promo said that uh, now that Pineapple Pete's gone, it's time to turn to the elite. He said that uh, Hangman's stuck in the woods and the Bucks have been feeling sorry for themselves, so he wants to issue a challenge for double or nothing, the inner circle versus the elite in a stadium stampede match. Where oh, I thought it was a Manitoba melee, or was that the kick thing? That, the, the, yeah, uh, that, that was the, the flim the flam TikTok thing. thing. Yes. Flim flam, that yes. was it. Okay. Um, so he said, uh, if I'm putting one on one together, it's going to be them brawling, both teams brawling all the way through the Jacksonville Jaguars stadium. Are they going to do that live, you think? I have no idea. <clears throat> but what I do know is it's going to be absolutely ridiculous. It, it is basically taking the street fight stuff and, and, and pushing it to the next level. So if you enjoyed the street fight... Yeah. This is going to be absolutely crazy. And uh, to build even more to it, to officially accept for the Elite, Vanguard 1 showed up. Complete with the, with the tiny inner circle shirt. Uh, yeah. And Jericho, uh, after Vanguard 1 officially accepted for the Elite, decided to beat down the, uh, the drone with his... Uh, baseball bat, his metal baseball yeah. bat. Did, he gave it a name, right? I, I don't recall what it was. He did, but I don't remember. Anyway, um, Matt Hardy ran out to save his drone, but it was too late because Vanguard R.I.P. Vanguard 1. Yes, he has been sacrificed, which means I have little doubt that Vanguard 2 will be making an appearance in the stadium stampede yeah. match. I hope Singer Benjamin's okay. You and I both. So, um... Uh, officially announced for Dynamite next week, MJF versus Marco Stunt. A face-to-face cool. interview between Arn Anderson and Jake Roberts, whatever. Mm. Ray Phoenix versus Orange Cassidy one-on-one. Hell to the yes. John Moxley going against Ten, the former Press Ten Vance. Yeah. Uh, and Sammy Guevara versus Matt Hardy. Uh, also announced for Double or Nothing. Uh, we, of course, are having Brody Lee versus John Moxley. We are going to have Hikaru Shida against Nyla Rose in a no disqualification, no DQ, ma- or sorry, no disqualification, no countout match. So basically okay. no rules. Uh, we're going to have just right. The best. Yes, it's the Outback match. Um, <laughs> we're going to have the best friends go against Private Party on the buy in. Uh, battle okay. of the number one ranked tag team with one of the best tag teams in the game. Very much looking forward to that. Uh, of course, there's the casino uh, ladder match, which has officially been explained as having nine participants. Yeah. And they're coming in in 90 second intervals. And the goal is to grab the casino chip that's going to be hanging from the roof. 
Um, so as opposed to a briefcase or a contractor going with a casino chip, I, I, I yeah. like that. And also, hey, they get to reuse the casino chips that apparently Kenny demanded last minute for Double or Nothing <clears throat> last year. So uh, I was thinking about this. Yeah. And I feel like they really could have borrowed from Lucha Underground here. Yeah. Uh, shockingly enough. I know that sounds uh, crazy coming from me. But uh, the, the Lucha Underground version of Money in the Bank was the Gift of the Gods championship. Yes. And the Gift of the Gods championship, you had to win um, an ancient Aztec medallion. Oh, I'm sorry, ancient Aztec medallion, as Dario Cueto would say. Uh, and then you put them all in this title belt, and then you have a match, and the winner becomes the number one contender, can cash in when they want to, but it's not like an immediate thing. You have to give one week's notice to pr- for Dario to promote. So they could have done this with casino chips. They could have made like a belt of uh, casino chips. Oh, yeah. And had uh, all these people qualify for the match um, and then, you know, have this other. Th- I don't know. I just feel like it could have been, it could have worked uh, with the casino chip sort of gimmick there. I-, I will say one of the missed opportunities. And, and if this match is, you know, uh, a hit, I'm sure they can run it back is because of the idea that people come out in 90 second intervals and it's just about someone grabbing the casino chip. What they really need to do is have eight people in the match. Ninth person is MJF and someone wins while MJF is making his way to the ring. (laughs) Like the the heat for that would be nuclear. Just him like losing his mind because like maybe he was jaw jacking with the fans too long or whatever. Like it'd be such a perfect moment for, for a heel like him. Um, I, I I think it's clear. That's not how it's going to happen so far. Six of the nine participants have been announced over this past week. Darby Allen, who is Uh going to certainly murder himself. Colt Cabana, who I imagine is there as uh, if these other guys, if these other guys are the bricks, he's the mortar. He is there to hold things together. Um, Ray Phoenix, unsurprisingly, yep. uh, Scorpio Sky, who I think is pretty much your guy who is uh, the one most likely to win, considering they've been doing that uh, video promo push for him. Kip Sabian, who mm-hmm. I think is mostly there. So uh, Penelope Ford Rana's someone off the top of a ladder cool. uh, and just added yesterday Frankie Kazarian, yeah. um, who has quite a bit of experience in ladder matches. But um that really could be match of the night. Also announced for double or nothing. So is that six people That's as of six right now? out of the nine, yes. So okay. still got three more spots. I'm thinking Janela, uh, again, because he'll die a thousand deaths. Um, I'm thinking, God, who else is left there that has not been announced for a match? I feel like another, uh, a, a Luchasaurus or a Wardlow, if they're not going to have a match yeah, against each true. other. That's true. I One of those that. two. Um. I'm trying to think who else is there because you and I, we've been texting about this match each time they announce someone. I really wanted Trent to be in it because he's another one of those guys who it feels like they could go all the way with. And as I was saying to you yesterday, I kind of want a a Trent Scorpio Sky singles program because I think it'd be awesome. But of course, he's in the buy in. So I don't know if they're going to have him do double duty. Chris Daniels is definitely not the guy to have in this match because as we saw, we'll talk about in a moment in the main event of Dynamite this week. He's still good, but he's got a bit of that Matt Hardy stiffness going on. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's going to be a guy in there where we just get shocked that they've been added to it. And I, I don't know who it's going to be. It could be Marco. No, I think about it. It could be. Uh, it could be Jimmy Havoc. Yeah. Uh, who's floating around there. I mean, it wouldn't make any sense to put uh, Billy or Austin Gunn in there. No. Because um, they've done nothing but kind of sit in the crowd. Yeah. Um, Maybe a sh- uh, Sean Spears. Perhaps 
Not that I'm really enthused about that idea, but... Yeah, see him get hit with a ladder yeah. I could get into. Or Luther. <laughs> oh, fuck that. Okay, so the main event of Dynamite this week, like I said, kind of started on a meh and ended on a meh. It was uh, Brody Lee and, and Christopher Daniels. Uh, both guys looked about as good as they could. Uh, Brody Lee absolutely murdered Chris Daniels. And, and like I said, Daniels had some good spots, but he looked really stiff. There wasn't yeah. a lot of there there for me. And then... After the match, they had this whole bit where Moxley came out and beat up the goons, and he delivered a promo, but there really wasn't a lot of fire there. Like, I, I just sort of was like, oh, okay, well, I guess we're still going to have Brody against uh, John Moxley. I think that match is still going to be quite good. Uh, yeah. It's just there was much like the Archer-Cody segment, I didn't walk away from it wanting to see the match any more or any less. It just was there. I also feel like Mox is one of those guys who really feeds off a crowd. Yeah. Um. Spe- you know, especially in his in his promos and stuff like that. So I feel like that probably hurt it a little bit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, it's one of those matches that I'm sure will be good, and I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, that that it didn't do it any favors. It didn't make me want to see it less. Yes. But it was just kind of okay. Yeah. We kind of we are where we are with it, uh, same place we were last week. Yeah. So uh, a, a very quick roughhouse top tip from uh, Marty to uh, the listeners here. Of course, Double or Nothing is available on BR Live for 50 bucks. If you want to spend the 50 bucks, hey, more power to you. Recommend, of course, if you can, try to find a way to stream it with your buddies. Watch it on Zoom together. But at the same time, if you're watching it by yourself and also you're watching on a computer, throw up a VPN. You can buy it on Fight for $20. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, save yourself thirty bucks and then <clears throat> feed it to our Patreon if you don't mind. <laughs> the Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast. Follow us at Roughhouse SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash the Roughhouse Podcast. Become a donor to the Roughhouse at patreon.com slash the Roughhouse Podcast. And check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase W capital G lowercase K capital P M lowercase L capital D N 7 lowercase C 3 lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the Roughhouse Rough House, uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up because this is the Roughhouse podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. You think you know nuts? I'll show you nuts. Try AJ's nuts. Try my nuts! From fire-roasted peanuts and cashews to paprika-coated almonds and candied pecans, AJ's nuts are the perfect gift for your girlfriend, your bodyguard, your boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, your other ex-boyfriend, or your other other ex-boyfriend. Buy my nuts now! AJ's nuts are slow-smoked in small batches by large African men in extraordinarily small outfits. Buy my nuts or I'll murder your family! Once you've tried AJ's nuts, you'll be crazy to eat any other brand. What did you call me? I mean, why did you call me crazy? Why am I crazy? This is a crazy... (laughs) AJ's nuts. Seriously, this chick is goddamn insane. Sold separately or paired with a replica of that abysmal Divas Championship belt.